Hey friends, I hope this podcast finds you well. I'm excited to get into another topic with you today. This is going to be a bit of a sort of talking through an idea sort of podcast where I'm sort of working through my thoughts about something, but I'm going to try to put some thoughts together and work through this idea in this episode. And that concept around which this dialogue will be centered is attachment. The concept the concept of attachment. I really want to work through some thoughts I have which I think are a bit out of the norm and which I think are a bit unfamiliar perhaps is a decent word about attachment and how I see attachment and why I think it's perhaps beneficial while at the same time also trying to understand the costs of that perspective. So oftentimes when we hear people talk about love, we see people, we see people talk about love, we find them saying, oh, I, I never want to lose them or I just want them to be around me all the time or I want to spend all of my time with them or they're my life or I fear them not being in my life anymore. I don't know what I would do without them. We hear lots of sayings like this in conversation in how our friends and families talk about love and how plenty of people have discourses about love and relationships and particularly the concept of attachment here when i was growing up i would say these things to myself i would say them to my friends and i would most certainly say them to girls right and I would see plenty of people saying these things and it took me time to really make sense of what I was actually saying and what other people were actually saying and what those things really meant. So the base of my thoughts here come from Something outside of relationships, but something that relationships has to do with, which is happiness, contentment, and fulfillment. When I look at relationships, when I look at people coming together to form a relationship, they're often bringing things to the table themselves. They are bringing certain experiences, certain ways of life, certain ways of seeing the world, certain things that they do, their work the things that make them happy. They're bringing all this into the relationship, the things that make them feel like they live a purposeful and meaningful life, or perhaps not. And in sort of the way I see relationship, the way I see relationships, I would see it more as these two people are independent beings who can be content, can find fulfillment and happiness in the things that they do, in the behaviors that they do and in their various interests which they pursue on a daily basis to 
live to live in a way that is meaningful, to live in a way that brings them deep joy and contentment. And within each of those independent models, they come together because they find that sharing life, sharing moments together, sharing a space, sharing thoughts, ideas, intimacy, and romance, they find that these things complement the bases that they've already created for themselves, which have already been providing them happiness and contentment. But when they come together, they're able to elevate that level of contentment, happiness, and joy that they experience to a higher level. And this higher level is complemented by one and the other. And when it's complemented, these two people don't have a need for each other. They don't need each other to survive. They don't need each other to get by and to be happy. They don't need it at all because they had already established that they didn't need each other to be happy because before the relationship even started, they had a certain level of happiness which they displayed. They were able to be happy on their own. They were able to find contentment and joy on their own. But when they come together, they're able to complement each other and work together and have a genuine companionship, which is even more meaningful, even more eye-opening, and even more complementary of the different characteristics, strengths, and weaknesses that they have. And when these people come together, they want to build something together, whether that be a family or some idea or some greater thing that goes beyond each of them individually. And when I talk through this idea of attachment, it becomes very clear that the people don't need each other. And the people don't have to want to spend time together all the time. The people don't have to want to spend every dying moment with that other person. However, when they're finding time to be together, when they're finding that time to be one, when they're finding that time to share and to build that thing together, when they're taking a step outside of their lives and the things that they've built for themselves, they're able to come together to learn, to grow, to build, and to enrich each other's lives. And to enrich each other's lives in a way that is filled with love and learning. And reaching a greater state of contentment and meaning, ultimately. You cultivate this relationship together so that you can have a companion with whom you can spend the highs and the lows. And this person enhances what you get out of the highs and the lows. They don't prevent the highs and the lows, because that's impossible. But they enhance them, and they enhance what we take away from them, and they enhance how we carry ourselves and the way in which we go about our lives. We don't need them. There are plenty of people who live without a significant relationship with a significant other. There are plenty of people who live 
in a content way without having some high level of romanticism. There are plenty of examples of this. There are plenty of people who live without being attached to someone else. And this is what I want to get onto. I think that the best, best, best relationships lack attachment. Not all of them, but I think that a good number of great, great, great relationships do not have attachment involved. They both see value in each other and the time that they spend together and what they both bring to the table and the uniqueness of that relationship and the benefits that it provides and how meaningful it is. I totally understand that and resonate with that idea. But I don't think that they depend on each other. I don't think they need each other. And I don't think that they are attached to each other. I think they are committed to each other, willingly, mentally, because they understand the value of forming a deep companionship that is long-lasting and a deep companionship which goes beyond sexual stimulation. That stimulation is important, yes. That stimulation differentiates this relationship from everything else. But it is certainly just a small, small touch within this greater, bigger plethora of meaning, joy, and companionship. Companionship doesn't involve attachment. Many relationships do involve attachment. And many relationships are destroyed and end so poorly and sourly because of that attachment, because of that lack of independence of one's own happiness and contentment, a lack of independent motivation within the self to grow and to do and to live a purposeful life that is independent of your significant other. Do I think that you can build something deeply meaningful and significant with your significant other that perhaps even is your work, is the thing that you do? 100%. I think that's definitely possible. And I think that there are plenty of, that, of examples which can show for that. Yet when we take a step back and we look at attachment, those people all have independent skills, independent ways of living, independent ways of seeing the world and their own perspectives, which they're all bringing to the table and working on individually to enhance the quality of that relationship. Because ultimately a relationship is when two people bring something different and distinct and meaningful to the table to share so that both of them can experience an even greater good from the goods that each party is bringing to the table. And they're not attached because ultimately you could take your goods elsewhere. And they could take their goods elsewhere. Because all of the value is in how you cultivate the goods that you have. How you cultivate what you're bringing to the table. How much investment in the systems and processes you have in your life. The way in which you live. Your habits. What you've learned. What you're willing to learn. The mindset and brain. And way of living that you've developed. All of these things are what we bring to the table. And all of these things are independent. All of these things are things that we have to do ourselves. Sure, we get a lot of it from 
the relationships that we have with other people. We get a lot of it from the different conversations and interactions that we have with others. Yet there's no attachment. There's no need for this one sole person. There's no need for this one thing. There's no way of not living without this one person. Because it's not real. We all grew up and survived quite well without having a significant other. We don't need and have to be dependent upon a significant other. We simply do not. Because there's been plenty of time in our own lives where we did not have a significant other. That we went through long periods of time where we weren't with someone else. And we were quite okay. Or at least we were surviving. We could go on. And we could make something of ourselves. And this element of attachment to others and and feeling like we need them, feeling like they are the be-all, end-all, feeling like they enrich our lives, feeling like they make our lives meaningful and not something that goes beyond that, not something bigger that is independent, that is our own. These are things we must contend with and we must reach a point, in my belief, where we have a strong and independent enough life where we're able to understand the ways in which we become content, the ways in which we find ourselves to be happy, and the ways in which we carry ourselves in a positive way that are not dependent upon one other person, especially one significant other romantically. Because when two people come together and they work extremely hard on both sides to be the best version of themselves and continue cultivating that. When they form a union together, when they form a relationship, when they commit to each other and commit to a companionship, it is only so great and it is only so positive and meaningful because of what each does independently for themselves to bring to the table. And that does not require attachment. And those activities not requiring attachment comes into the relationship and these people don't have a necessary attachment to each other and they don't have a need for each other. But there is a value, a deep recognized value between the two people of how much better life is, how much more meaningful and deep and rich life is because of this companionship and this commitment that they share with each other. That is a relationship That's a real relationship, and that's a relationship that lasts a long time. It's not about sexual stimulation. It's not about having your emotions go crazy all the time. But it's about building this companionship, which has these unique elements of itself that bring us to these higher states, that bring us to this greater happiness, that bring us to this balance. And we don't need those other people. We don't not know what we could do if we didn't have them. Because we do know what we can do. We know 
that we could live good lives, that we could go on and do things that are meaningful and find deep joy in the things that we do and we can share with friends and different relationships that we have. But when two people form this romantic union, this real romantic relationship, it is so that both of them can equally benefit from the partnership of the other, from the companionship and the presence of the other person because they complement each other, because they mean something to each other, and because the moments that they spend together can provide perhaps a deeper joy, a deeper learning, and a deeper meaning than anything else or any other option of a, of a relationship that lasts a long period of time. That lack of attachment, that independence, the realization that there are things that go beyond love, things that aren't specifically involved in relationships, things that are more. This is something that I believe we must learn, something we must prioritize, and something we must discuss. My claim, based on everything I've presented here, is that the best love the love that lasts the longest, and the love that lasts the longest while maintaining its richness is a love that is not attached, but a love that is complementary, a love that is complete within each of the individuals before they even enter, but when they enter, because they are both so complete, they complement, grow, and go beyond the completion that they achieved before entering. That, that is what I think we should strive for romantically and in relationships. We shouldn't be attached. We should compliment. We should find joy and contentment in the companionship, in the meaning of being present in each other's lives and understanding the significance of the romantic acts that we share and the lives that we build together, and the things that we build together. As always, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you listening to this spitballing of ideas here. I think there's a lot to be thought about here, and I think this is a topic which young people especially should be talking about more. And perhaps even older people can look back retroactively perhaps wonder what could have been, or perhaps also wonder and smile at what was and what continues to be. As always, much love, and I'll be back soon. Cheers.